0: Hey guys, you got two bestie homeschooling mamas coming at you today. You got Miss Gail over here and Christina. Hey guys, we are going to be talking about the differences in homeschooling versus going to public school, right? There is a difference. I guarantee you there's a big difference. So we are just going to talk about that today. Just openly, very affectionately from our hearts. Understand that we both homeschool, okay? We both were in the public school system. I was a public school mom with my first child. And Christina worked in the public school system as a para and an aide for a special needs girl who was very, very close to her. And so we have been in the public school system. And we are now homeschooling moms for a very specific reason. So just know that going into this episode. (laughs) Hear that from us. Okay. All right. So we are going to get started. We're going to talk about, these are just some of the topics we're going to go over today. Scheduling, the schedule difference between school and homeschool, class size, attention that your kids have to hold, passion projects that they get to do or don't do, ability for your students to go their own pace, bullying, those kinds of things. Curriculum, that your kids get to do or not do. Those are just some of the differences between these two versions of school that we're gonna talk about today. These are really important that sometimes maybe you might not think about when you're debating or chatting with your spouse about should we homeschool? Should we stay in the public school system? Is something going on in the public school system that we need to talk about? These are the things that we kinda just wanna bring to your attention and maybe you've just not thought through right? Sounds good. Let's get started. First thing I want to chat about is really time. Homeschool brings such a huge freedom. When you have your kids, you only get them for 18 summers. Think about that. 18 summers. That's it. It goes so fast. It goes so fast. And you can't take that time back. Trust me. I have an almost 20 year old and you can't take that time back. And she is the one who went through public school system. And I will never get that 16,380 hours that she was in school back ever. It's time that she should have been home with me, me doing school with her, all of the things. And we just, we didn't, we didn't do homeschool with her. And so she spent those 16,000 hours in a public school system. And now she's almost 20 and I barely see her. I mean, she lives at home, but I barely see her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's busy she is busy starting to do her own life and all the things also class size let's just be real like when we were all in school because we went to public school mm-hmm. um chris and i class size was you know maybe 25 20 to 25 yeah. um now it's closer to 32 to 34 give or take give or take
1: depending especially on which. in the
0: city in the city Definitely depends on where you yeah, are. And, depends on where mm-hmm. you are. But in the city, in most metropolitan cities, especially Phoenix, it's 30 to 34 kids per class, especially right now, because there's less teachers available. And there's a reason for that. Unfortunately, there's a reason there are less People going into the teaching profession, the school districts and things are not making it easy to be a teacher either, which They're is really not. hard because these people are amazing people who give their hearts to teach
1: these kids. Yes, you and I both know some really amazing, amazing, amazing teachers. teachers that are incredible at what they do. Yes.
0: My favorite teacher growing up, actually, I have two. One was my band director in junior high, and God rest her soul, she's no longer with us. And then my high school choir director. And he was, well, still is, one of my most favorite people. They taught me so much. I mean, more than music. They taught me more than music. I know that teachers are important. And it's harder and harder to be a good teacher right now. And so that's part of the problem in the public school system (sighs) right at the moment. Um, So you've got class size that is absolutely ridiculous currently. And at home, you've got anywhere from one to eight. I mean, depending on how many kids you got that are currently going through homeschool. You've got one. I've got five. Exactly. So I, I was going high yeah, on the yeah. eight, but you know, one to eight, give or take. I mean, if you've got 14 kids, good for you. I don't know how it's you possible. survive. And then the the next thing on this one, I think, is the attention span for our kids. Uh, my son is just finishing kindergarten and does not have an eight-hour kindergarten t- attention span. He just does not.
1: I. Kid going into kindergarten does not have an eight-hour attention span. Nor does it take eight hours to teach kindergarten. No. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. When you are when you are in the public school system, you have a lot of classroom management time. You yeah. have lots of transition time. You have lots of outside of the classroom activities. Right. All of that put together, right, is your you know it's seven or eight hours. But yeah. It doesn't. The the actual schoolwork does not take that long at all. No.
0: And I mean, that's the thing. Like we do other things other than our book work. Like we go to our support group stuff, like our interest groups and our field trips and things. But it's just so much freer because we can do it on our time. He doesn't have to sit in a room for eight hours every day and lose his mind when he gets home every night because because he is autistic. And so a, a lot of things that people don't understand, I think, is that when special needs kids go to school. They try their best to hold their shenanigans together all day long. I mean, you've seen this where they hold their stuff together all day Mm -hmm. long and then they go home and they lose their mind because they have spent eight hours holding it together. Mm -hmm. And I know that my son would do that. He would try his best because I watched him do it for preschool for three hours. He'd hold his all the teachers. Oh, he's so good. I don't, I don't understand what you're seeing in the IEP meetings. And I'm like, Oh, it's there. I'll promise. An eight-hour day is super hard, especially for the younger kids. It is. Yes. Well, and waking up early, like, that's hard.
1: So I have not done the school day routine with my children because we've always homeschooled. We have a hard time getting out of the house for 10 o'clock park day meet up. I can't imagine having to get out of the house at 6.30 in the morning, every morning. Right. That would be hard. Yeah. Getting Kenzie out every day was super
0: hard. And then, of course, when I was working, we'd have to get out of the house in time to drop her off at school and then get me to work by eight. It was just a horrible mess. And so I'm obviously super grateful that I don't have to do either one of those things now. super nice to be able to have that freedom. The timing is just the attention span for the kids is just eight hours. It's not there. Mm-hmm. And even if it is for a fourth or a fifth or a sixth grader, it's still unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade is still unnecessary. You can do a lot of the things in less than eight hours. And then you get to have family time or you get to work on something
1: that they really, really love. Well, and those things become a part of school also right? right because it's all things that you're that they're learning something from so you can tie it into what you're working on in your school day right if we're baking something we're going to talk about the math things that we did right. the when measurements we, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. when we studied math earlier right and it's funny too because when Corey and I are baking he,
0: he loves to ask Alexa how many this fits into this oh. <laughs> that's cute it's so funny um, like how many ounces Ooh. fits in a cup or whatever and it's just hilarious because he'll ask and I'm like well mommy knows those things too <laughs> but Alexa but, oh he has a relationship with Alexa I will <laughs> never understand <laughs> I, it's very odd and it's funny because I'll wake up in the morning and he's already up you know he's gotten himself up and dressed and things and he'll be out here singing with Alexa it's hilarious Cute. It's very emo because he sings to a song that his sister, a Paramore song, I think. It's very emo. I'm like, you're too young for this. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Second point that we want to make in differences between homeschooling and public school is the kids get to study what they're interested in, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we were just talking about. Your One of your kids loves horses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another one of your kiddos loves Archery, yep. you know, and so it's not just that they do those interest groups. They also learn about the technique for archery mm-hmm. or how to care for a horse, and so they have to read and learn about those things. You know, also it's kind of a passion thing for them.
1: What is what's DJ's thing? DJ doesn't have a thing. <laughs> well, he okay. he does. He does. His actually his thing is technology. Yeah. He would be on the computer all day every day if i That's let right. him i was gonna say it's he, a video game thing his but. mind is just like his dad's he can figure things out that you know you all know i am not the techie one <laughs> it's okay because i've got gail or i've got david or i've got my son who <laughs> can figure the things out for me he yeah. is very gotcha. tech That's right minded like, video game what the other two are yeah and no one lizzie likes soccer yeah
0: well and Helicopters
1: And helicopters, <laughs> yes.
0: Them getting to study things that they're actually interested in opposed to just what they're being told is in front of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got their regular s- subjects that we have to teach because we are homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the, all of these other options mm-hmm. that they get to pick um, yes. what they're interested in.
1: One of the things I love that our kids get to focus on are is the entrepreneurship yes. that my husband and i both have you know you have it as well mm-hmm. but they really get to focus in on that with different activities that we do within our homeschool group and just kind of throughout the year they have more money most of the time than i do so
0: <laughs> yeah, her so- oldest has actually been doing her business now for 8 years yes and she's only into her like early teens and so she is just freaking phenomenal <laughs> And she's such a savvy business lady. She and is. yeah, she's just, she's got all the things going she knows,
1: on. She knows how to do it. She, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. But so that was a big part of, um, our day was, you know, her diving into, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. How do I, how much money do I spend? How much time do I put into it? How much advertising do I do? What events do I do? And just kind of going through the motions and figuring out what worked and, I and mean, what didn't. And that's
0: mathing too, because it's, she has to absolutely. figure out
1: how much budget she has
0: for Mm -hmm. how much she needs to buy for this next event or this next vendor thing. And you're keeping books for that and receipts and all of the things. I think it's really awesome. But it also shows them early on that they really can be their own boss, Mm -hmm. which I think is cool because I've heard people say homeschool kids are so unprepared for the real world. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Some homeschool kids will go on and get nine to fives. They will. And they will learn that that's the thing. They will learn that they have to get up and go to work and do the things. And there will be a lot of them that don't because Mm -hmm. they have had the freedom of homeschool Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship. And they will be those small business people that keep our country going Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's built on small businesses. All right. So the next thing is the child is able to go their own pace when they're in a homeschool situation versus... When they're in the school and they'll never know they're quote unquote behind, which is huge for me and my family. Mm -hmm. With our kiddo, it was never something I wanted him to think that he's delayed ever. I never want him to think, oh, because I'm not reading and everyone else around me is reading that I'm behind because he's going to read when he's ready to read. Mm -hmm. And if that means it's not till third or fourth grade, then that's fine. You know, there there are a lot. He will do
1: it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: there he will do it when he's gosh darn good and ready. And if he were in school, there would be reading pullouts, and kids would know he couldn't read, and there would be bullying, and there would be all of these things. And then there's not that in our homeschool situation, so it's very different in that aspect, especially for special needs kids. Ones that mm-hmm. I can give him the one-on-one attention that he needs, that they said he needed in his IEP. <laughs> You know, like, they're like, they're like he needs a one on one aid. OK, well, I'll just do that at home. Thanks. So. And he'll never know
1: mm-hmm. that
0: he's quote unquote behind because by the time he's graduated from high school, it will ha- all have washed out in the wash
1: and there will never he will never be the wiser. Nope. There is we like to say in our house, there is no behind at homeschool mm-hmm. because everyone gets to go at the pace that they need to go, mm-hmm. whether that's. Ahead or behind Mm -hmm. what other people their age. He loves math. So, I mean, we may move faster in math Mm -hmm. than we
0: move in English for him.
1: I have one that is much farther along in math, you know, not as far in reading. And Mm -hmm. it's just this is who he is. This is where he's at and what he's good at. Right. He gets to focus on his strengths and and not worry about the things that are a little bit harder. Right. Right. And that he can take those harder
0: things and break them down Mm -hmm. and work on them more appropriately Mm -hmm. and not feel one rushed or like two that he's going to leave those people who are ready to move on Mm -hmm. like they're waiting in the dust for him, you know, kind of thing. I think it's important to remember that there is just so much freedom in movement and time when you're able
1: to do it on your own schedule, Mm -hmm. on your kid's own schedule, really. Mm -hmm. You can also find when you're focused on your one or your couple kids, kids there's so many tricks out there to get them where they're going and a lot of times in the classroom setting teachers are incredible at finding those tricks and giving the students you know, okay, here's something that will help catch you up. And here's something that will kind of push you ahead, mm-hmm. right? But overall, the class as a whole is right. at a certain level. Right. But when you're at home with just your one kid or with, you know, however many kids you have, you can find those tricks and you can use those and really focus on helping the kids over whatever hump that they're, they're working on at the time. Right. And you don't feel like you're dragging
0: the other 30 kids Mm -hmm. waiting for the one. Um, and that's what's really hard about public school because these teachers are doing a great job in trying to keep everyone on pace. Unfortunately, if either if the parents aren't involved in some fashion or the teacher isn't able to drag the mm-hmm. the one that's taking a little bit longer, you know, along fast enough, mm-hmm. then somebody's going to get left behind. Either yeah. the one who's going too fast or the one that's going too slow, yeah. and so it just. It becomes a little bit of a push and shove. Mm -hmm. And so it can be difficult for the teachers, especially with 30 to 34 kids. 26 in a really awesome school for them to figure it out. And I mean, they're only one person. And unless they're in like kindergarten class, they don't typically have assistants. Kindergarten and preschool sometimes have paras in there or the teacher's aides or whatever. Past that, it's just the teacher, you know, And, and they get burned out so fast because not only do they have to do the teaching and all of the lesson plans, they have to be their own administrative assistant, cut out all All the things, things. all like the crafting assistant, like all the things, Mm -hmm. you know, this is way more than, you know, an eight to three job. It's, It's not like they come at eight and leave at three. Right. And that they only do it for nine months. I don't think I knew a single teacher that left at three.
1: Exactly. So here's a fun perspective, too. And this one, it was really eye opening for me when my kids were little, and I had more and more kids that were starting to do school. So when you're in that classroom setting, you oftentimes have that. We talked about that feeling where they feel behind because they see where everybody else is, right? So when you're in a house like mine, where I have five different kids at five different levels, they are observing what their siblings are doing. And so I will have one kid who's sitting there doing his math, and he overhears the older sibling doing their math. And then the next thing I know, he knows how to do that concept too. So he is getting soaking it in. Soaking it in, right? Yeah. He's he's taking on that extra knowledge without specifically sitting down and doing that work. So that when he gets to that section, he already knows how to do it. And now his self-confidence is huge. Yeah. And you have the older siblings who maybe I've explained something to one of them and they're just not getting it. But older sister over here can chime in and and help figure out the right, right way to, you know what I mean? So they're all kind of invested together in and helping each it in other a different way. That's, yeah, th- yeah, kid language. I- <laughs> They can <laughs> for real. You know. Um so that's just an interesting perspective when you have kids in a classroom who are all the same age and roughly on the same level mm-hmm. versus a household that has kids of multiple different ages.
0: Well, and a household where they're allowed to sit and talk mm-hmm. together and it's encouraged that they help each other and get up and move around the room if they have the wiggles. And if they are struggling to do this problem because they need to get up and move. Mm -hmm. And then when they're sitting in a classroom, it is absolutely distracting and against the rules to stand up and move. Unless, of course, you have an IEP or a 504 plan. And even then, you know that that's hard on the teachers. You know that that's hard. And even to try and keep track of those especially Mm -hmm. now that they're more and more common. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we don't need them. And I'm not saying that parents shouldn't get them because I'm a parent of an IEP kid. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that if you need an IEP, don't go get it. Go get it. You need it. If you're in the public school system, please get the services you need. The more and more that they happen, that's just more and more and more that the teacher has to keep track of. Mm -hmm. And the more and more and more that these kids get pulled out, we were talking about pulling my son out five times a day. From his, from his kindergarten class, right? So that's five distractions for those kids and my son. Right. And that's just my
1: kid. Who knows who else? And that's what 10 different. Oh, read my brain here. Oh, 10 different transitions. um, transitions. Yes. Transition is hard on everybody. Right. But out and in that's 10 different transitions Mm -hmm. every single day. Right. It's just
0: absolutely bonkers to think that these kids could comprehend that to begin with. 30 of them are going to do it all correctly and promptly, you know, and then sit there quietly for eight hours and you know that that's not going to happen and that's why the eight hours is there because it's not all direction time it's a lot of redirection mm-hmm. time but you don't have to have that in a homeschool setting because when they need to get up and do the wiggles you do math standing up and hopping
1: yes <laughs> or you have trampoline breaks yeah which are amazing Yeah,
0: go or jump you for 10 minutes do and your writing u-
1: laying on your tummy Oh, one of my favorite pictures of my middle boy is of him laying across two kitchen chairs with his feet way up in the air as he is doing math problems. Yep. He got it done and he got them all right. Right. They can sit how they want to sit, they can jump when they need to jump. You know, the
0: curriculum that we used yesterday was talking about sequences, and we slapped our legs and stomped our feet and clapped our hands to work on sequencing mm-hmm. and patterns. And he thought that was and then we had to hop and he thought that was the funnest thing in the whole wide world yesterday when we were hopping. And he's like, grab my hand so I can fly higher. And it was hilarious. And it was just working on patterns. And he was all about it. And because he got to jump and he got to slap hands and he got to clap and all the things. It was very cool for him. That's just some of the differences. Sitting still for, or trying to sit still for six to eight hours, you know, you've got lunch and music and pee and recess and those kinds of things. Maybe not having to sit still at all <laughs> while you're doing school um, in any way, shape or form. I mean, if a lot of it is verbal for kindergartners,
1: especially you're asking, what shape is this? What color is mm-hmm. this? You know, count from one to 10. Yeah. We have a school table in our living room and that is our designated school time mm-hmm. table We are very, very rarely sitting at the table when we do our schoolwork. Right. We are on the floor. We are on the couch. We are in the kitchen. We are outside. Yeah. We just all over the place. Whatever works. As long as we're getting our stuff done. Right. Then. Yeah. Yesterday we were at the kitchen table. Most of the time we're sitting here at the
0: dining table where we're recording right now. And then a lot of times we sit in my office because it's just where the basket seems to be. It it lives in my office. They get to go at their own pace at home. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot harder to do in a public school setting. Yep. All right. The next thing I think I have here is bullying. And it's so hard. hard. My daughter went through it in public school. And had I been stronger and put my foot down, I would have pulled her out in fourth grade and tried to protect her identity (laughs) that she had Mm -hmm. before this all started. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And it happens a lot, especially now. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so prevalent. I don't know why it's so ridiculous. I don't know why kids are so cruel. It happened a lot when I was in school. Junior high was pretty horrible for me. I ended up quitting at one point for about a month. And my mom made me go back, obviously. Tried another school. It didn't work out. I'd go back to my old school. But it was absolutely the worst time in my life. No one could pay me enough money to ever have to go back to junior high ever again. I just think as parents, I'm not saying we need to be helicopter parents in any way, shape, or form. But if there's a way that I can protect my kid from being bullied every day, mm-hmm. I'm sure as heck going to do that. Yep. And I think homeschool kind of does that.
1: It's not perfect. There are... It's not. You you still come across situations, you know, where bullying is an issue, unfortunately. But it is definitely a lot less likely. Yeah, and a lot less prevalent,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's that's a that's a tough subject.
0: It is. Um, and if your kid is being bullied in school, I'm so sorry. I I feel you. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there as a mom. I've been there as as the the bully. And my heart goes out to you. If your kid is being bullied and you need to go to the administration and you need to help fix it, and if you can't fix it, hear my heart. You can do a good job at home. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you can.
1: Absolutely. And there is a community of people here that are willing and able to help. Mm-hmm. So you are not alone at all. I will say that um, in the years of being in homeschool leadership, bullying in the school system is probably the number one reason that we have heard of people choosing to homeschool, like pulling their kid from public school mm-hmm. and starting to homeschool. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's definitely up there in the the reasons why people choose to homeschool.
0: And it's just sad. Because, I mean, you, as I mean, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I mean, I struggle with Christian, but as a Christ follower, you would hope that, you know, your kids going in there as a Christ follower and they can be that light in the school. That is a lot of responsibility to put on your kid mm-hmm. to say, we believe in Jesus and I need you to go into that school and be the light for all of those kids. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility to put on a kids' shoulders. Uh, yes, they need to be kind. And yes, they need to show kids Jesus. And yes, they need to invite kids to church or whatever. But it is a lot to ask a kid to go into a school, a huge school, and say, we're going to keep going to public school because you need to be the light of Jesus. That's a lot to put on a kid.
1: It's too and much. If that's
0: the reason that you're keeping your kid in public school? Is That's not the right reason.
1: Not at all. So I... I would not send my kid on a mission trip, like a full blown blown mission field mm-hmm. at, at a young age. Right. That's what you're, if Basically that's your reasoning, that's, that's what you're doing. Are, are they really equipped and ready mm-hmm. for that?
0: Right. I, I don't
1: personally think so. Cause
0: I've had a lot of parents tell me that,
1: you know, when we've talked about,
0: well, why are they still in school? Well, you know, we're Christians. So, you know, he's going to be the light in that school. Well, Oh, okay. That's great. But is he equipped to to right. be but the that's light a, That's a huge responsibility to put on your eight year old,
1: mm-hmm. and a lot of risk too. Right. A, a lot of risk. A that lot of you're... risk.
0: And and you're risking all of the time that you're away from them, and that you don't get to invest in your kid, and all of the things that they're now being sold and told
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you don't have control over. You're not controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying we need to be controlling. Again, not helicopter parents, not controlling parents, But there is a lot of things that are being sold and told inside the public school system that I wouldn't have told my daughter. I just wouldn't have gone through that information at that age with her. Maybe as she got older, we would have gone through it a different fashion. Um, But there was a lot of things that were told to her in the school system at an age that maybe wasn't appropriate. She wasn't quite ready frontal lobe wise to process through that. I think that's just a lot of things too, that they're getting younger and younger and younger in the way that they're sharing um, mm-hmm. certain topics. And so that's a, one of the bigger things for me is curriculum. Who's directing it? Who's, dr- who's writing it? Who's delivering it? Mm-hmm. Especially now, too, you get a teacher in second grade, but they have a team that teaches in the public school system. Now, you could have the, your main teacher who you get, who you know, who does writing and math, but her partner teacher who teaches science and social studies, right? We've never met the science teacher. We don't know, the, you know the, the partner teacher. So what are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think we have to be very careful about what's being told and what curriculum is being taught to our kids because we're the ones who get to be in charge of what's going into their brains. And I never knew how true it was Oh, a storm. I never knew how true it was that you needed to protect what was going into your child's heart and brain through their ears and their eyes until I watched my first one grow up. And I wish I had heeded that more, like a lot more because I let her watch stuff because we wanted to watch it. And it was too grown up for her. And that was my own problem, my own fault. I mean, it probably didn't help that she was also getting information that I probably wouldn't have told her had I been more informed in my life in general. And that also comes from being a young parent. We made a lot of mistakes. And I guess that's why I feel so passionate about sharing my experience with you young moms that are out there. No one came next to me initially with with our oldest until I met Christina. Kenzie was already Seven ish and so kindergarten, huh? kindergarten was she just kindergarten so
1: five
0: yeah so five and i was like yeah no i'm not gonna do that but that's because i grew up in the public school system right and oh i thought i wasn't gonna do it either until <laughs> i got older you know and i mean when we, chris and i met her kid had her first her oldest had just been born so even still she hadn't technically started homeschooling for another five years. So by the time she started. Started kindergarten with her oldest. Mine was already 10. And so. And then I started watching. I was like I still can't do that. I still can't do that. I could do that. But I can't do that. And at that point it was already too late. Things were unraveling. And I should have listened to my heart. I should have listened to my gut. And I should have listened to Christina. <laughs> so I'm here to tell you. Listen to Miss Gail. Try and. Pray and discern what is best for your family.
1: Every family is different. But if you have, if it has crossed your mind, even just the slightest, that maybe you need to do something different than what you're doing, listen to that, research it, ask questions, pray, definitely pray about it because it just might be the change that you and your family need.
0: Yes, I really wish that when I said I couldn't do it, and I was
1: only saying I couldn't do it to
0: convince myself I couldn't do it that I had just listened to myself because I knew I could have. I really knew I could have. And I think I obviously can't go backwards. No. Um. And I don't. I don't know if that things would have turned out differently. And my daughter is a wonderful person. Please don't hear anything else.
1: She's amazing. But we love her. I
0: know that she has gone through a lot of things that maybe I could have helped protect her from initially had I done things a little bit differently that's all had I done things slightly differently I might have been able to change some of the things she experienced that's all Yep. all right you have anything to add on the differences between that was a lot of information
1: that was a lot of information again here our heart that there is there is no judgment here this is not a space of judgment this is You know, we have both experienced public school and we've both experienced homeschool on different levels. So just take what you hear from us and process it however you need to and know that we are here to help if you have questions.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's really what we have for you today. That was super important to us and excited um, for us to record for you. These are a lot of the things that we wanted to share because... We've both experienced these things in mm-hmm. both realms. It's hard to say that because I loved the public school system for a long time, and we love a lot of public school teachers. We have several friends that are public school teachers, and we don't want to negate what they do not at all. in any way, shape, or form. There is still a need for them at this mm-hmm. point because, obviously, public school is not going anywhere right now.
1: And they work hard, and they, they are dedicated. Hard. Yes, yes. And they are underpaid and underpaid, undervalued and overworked. And overworked. Yes. Yep.
0: And they have a lot of parents <laughs> to deal with. And if you are one of those parents who are in the public school system, thank your teacher and make sure that they know that they are valued by you, because they are helping raise your kid. Basically, I mean, they are they are giving them a lot of information every week. So and spending a lot of time 16, with them. Make sure that they hours know you're involved. Hours. Yeah. Sixteen thousand three hundred and eighty yeah, yeah hours with your kid. Make sure that they know that you're involved and that you're there because it will definitely make a difference in how the interactions go between you and teacher if you are more active than if you are a standoffish parent. Also. And they need your support. Absolutely. If you are a parent of a kiddo in the public school system, please make sure you are showing your teacher's support.
1: And that being said, make sure to stand up and say something. Yes. If it's, there is something, it's being something that needs to be taught and told addressed. that is not yep.
0: appropriate, make sure you're standing up for your kid Absolutely. and your district because that's yep. You also are important. their advocate. Mm-hmm. You are your kid's yep. advocate, and that is okay.
1: It's Don't
0: let them tell you necessary. it's not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You do have a voice even
0: in the public school system. Yes. Awesome. Well, this was a super fun episode. I hope you guys loved it. Make sure to like and hit subscribe to the episodes or to the page and write a review if you liked it. Let us know where you're finding us on our socials so that we can say hey to you. We are so excited about the community we are building. We've seen a couple people join us from Utah and Oregon this week, so welcome you guys, and we hope to see you guys soon. Make sure to join our mailing list. We're going to pray for today real quick. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the episode that we just went over with the differences between homeschooling and public school. And Lord, first and foremost, I just want to pray for all of the moms and dads out there who are considering homeschool. And I want to pray over their heart and their decision-making because that is a really hard, life-changing decision for them and for their kids. And we just want them to feel protected and at peace with whatever decision that they make. And Lord, I just want to pray for our teachers in our public school system and the decision makers in the public school system. Pray that they do continue to make some good decisions for the kids that are in the public school system. Lord, unfortunately, I feel like that hasn't been happening as of late, and I would pray that they would find you for guidance on those situations. I pray for all of the kids and parents that are in the public school system to just have a hedge of protection over them, and that our parents in the public school system would find their voice, be the advocate for their kids if that needs to be the case. Otherwise, just protect our kids in general. Homeschool, public school, Lord, just please protect our children. In your holy and awesome name, amen. See y'all next week. Bye. Hey, bestie.